0: uctoday.com Hello and welcome to Out Loud. We are living in the age of the technology megatrend. The rise of cloud computing, the internet of things and the boom in big data are just some of the megatrends that will and are having a massive impact around the globe. CenturyLink are specialists in providing technology services to businesses and consumers. So, understanding these mega trends and how they will affect businesses is a core of their philosophy. Today, I'm joined by Twee Ha, who is their Vice President for Product Management. Twee starts by talking me through the main mega trends that CenturyLink have been preparing their customers for. Have a listen.
1: Yeah, I think there's a handful of the major mega trends that certainly Centralink, you know, keeps uh, keeps eye on, if you will. But I think it's very much so prevalent in the industry as a whole. Um, those are around cloudification, which, you know, at the end of the day, what it means is that business processes are moving away from kind of the traditional methods, legacy systems, uh, legacy kind of perimeter-based solutions, to adopting cloud services. Um, in mass and, you know, that means adoption of UC services that are cloud-based, adoption of software and applications that are cloud-based, making sure that on-ramp from traditional networking services tie nicely, if you will, to cloud services um, and public cloud, if you will, because that's where their uh, workloads are moving to. So cloudification is a huge megatrend that has multiple impacts on how we think about the ecosystem as a whole. Digital transformation can't, you know, (laughs) can't really have a conversation out without having that really creep into conversations. Um, And so what digital transformation at the end of the day, how I think about it, is really solving for customer uh, behavioral changes and experience and also solving for employee experiences and business process changes. Why is this important to enterprises? Because they're really looking for ways to be more efficient and most importantly, looking for ways to compete and to really have that edge. And so digital transformation is a must do for most enterprises.
0: Before we move on to, to the others, because I know there's a few, in terms of the digital transformation piece, from your perspective, and as you say, you've got a, a long industry history. How much do you think that the, the push and because you're absolutely right, you can't have a conversation with anyone without them mentioning digital transformation at the moment. How much yep. of that is generated by a fear of disruption from digitally native start and the what the example that's always bought is you know uber or someone who is is digital a digitally native business how much within legacy not legacy industries but within existing industries and businesses and organizations are they fearing that the digital transformation isn't so much driven by the potential innovation but they're more thinking if we don't do this, someone is going to come along who who does what we do completely differently and, and our whole industry is going to be disrupted.
1: Yeah, I think disruption, you know, disruptors are always going to be the, at the back of everybody's mind. Right. As far as looking at those examples, to your point, Ubers and, and whatnot, that have significantly changed the landscape. But I think that was just you know, at the onset, that's really was the driver around digital transformation. Having said that, I think where we're at now is we've evolved from just looking at disruptors or fear of disruptors to actually seeing some of the benefits that can be derived, some of the opportunity that can be derived um, because of some of those, you know, game-changing, if you will, um, you know, competitors or or disruptors and so now it's really about, wow, there's opportunity out there and if I think about my business processes differently, if I leverage some of these technologies differently, if I really look at the customer experience differently and the employee experience differently, it's actually more, you know, intrinsic, if you will, within the actual enterprise and their own drivers that's pushing digital transformation forward more so, I think, today than necessarily you know, peer fear of the disruptor. Disruptors will always be at the back of the mind, right? Competitors will, you know, competition as a whole, and um, just innovation as a whole is always there. But really, I think it's brought home a little bit better as to the opportunity that they can do um, to actually evolve. Yeah,
0: and I suppose, I suppose that's a good thing, isn't it? That that potential realization of the benefits, rather than a, a, and a motivation driven by fear. So, I, I just wanted quickly your opinion on that. But you, I, I interrupted you as you as you were going through the potential mega trends. So, was the next one we were looking at sort of the, the changing landscape of the workforce?
1: Absolutely millennialization and I love that word because I always trip over it but
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to try and say millennialization oh I was actually
1: doing yeah, okay there you go perfect uh, you did well there I always have to think about it but it's absolutely the evolving workforce, is, and it's interesting because the, the evolving workforce demands a very different way of communicating demands a different way of business processes it's not really centered around traditional business process and steps and workflows anymore it's really centered around the individual in that their expectation, right, because they're digital natives, their expectation is that the technology is a given, um, the ability to have asynchronous, if you will, communications, real-time communications, or just fluid environment is a given. And it's really, you know, has to be able to be flexible and agile enough to adjust to how they conduct, right, um, their daily work lives or how they get things done. And so this whole effect, if you will, of the digital natives really um, pushing for those those kind of normal expectations in their world onto the um, enterprises and how they conduct business is a huge factor. Um, what that means, though, is that, you know, the folks are going to be faced with trying to figure out how to bridge kind of the old Um, system design, operational model, business processes to the new. And that's a huge leap for them to be able to make um, as far as what's required from just the thinking of how that whole ecosystem works, thinking about it's really not around integrating systems anymore, but it's really around how do you make all of those components within your ecosystem from business process to systems to tools to operation models revolve around that individual. Um, And so thinking about that whole know kind of new ecosystem of how that works for um, the new workforce is is crucial um, for for businesses to compete
0: and I suppose all of these the megatrends that we're talking about and we'll come on to the last couple in a minute but the the ones that I was thinking about with the the millennialization and you've really tempted me into saying that all the time which I really shouldn't (laughs) as time goes by as with all of these that that's only accelerating isn't it because more and more millennials and I always get confused. Is it Generation Z? Is that the next generation after millennials? I believe it is. More and more are going to come into the workplace, aren't they, as as time goes on?
1: Absolutely. Not only is it an injection into the workplace, but they're also going to be, you know, basically kind of moving into some of the key critical strategic roles or management roles. So that adoption of the new way of doing business is going to be much more, you know, rapid proliferation over time. Now, the other interesting factor as well is, again, similarly to what we spoke around, you know, digital transformation going from fear to actual opportunity. We'll see also that in this particular space with the evolving workforce, that as this new way of doing things, right, doing business, is adopted and as that, you know, presents some of the results or presents um, some really, you know, progressive ways of doing work, of communicating, of interacting, I think that adoption starts to span beyond just the, you know, the millennials and, and the Generation Zs and whatnot. It really then becomes the norm over time for even and the existing workforce
0: absolutely and, and all of the trends we've discussed so far re- relate in some way or, or affected by the, the next one that we were going to talk about which, which is cyber security and I had a really interesting conversation with someone the other day that, that really made me think that w- when you're installing solutions now you effectively have to be planning for them to be secure in five years time as well cyber security isn't just something that's an active threat now as as computing power develops over time we're going to be looking at even more potentially disruptive cybercrime in a few years so so we have to be thinking and enterprises have to be thinking about those solutions right now don't they
1: They absolutely do. I mean, I I, I liken it to, you know, in past, we would design a product or a service, and then we would overlay security measures on top, right? In today's world, it's a, when we design a product and service, it's a given that security um, measures have to, or security components or, or attributes, if you will, have to be intrinsic within the product and service. What I think will happen, you know, for future, to your point, we've got to be able to look ahead. So utilizing, you know, some of the technologies and capabilities out there to move from not only designing as an intrinsic component of a product or service, but really a predictive component, meaning that you've got to kind of think ahead to what might be on the landscape, and you also have to design services such that you're able to predict, right? Or adjust really quickly. So it has to be dynamic. It can't be just something that's, you know, generally built in, although that's foundational. It's really, you know, being able to have it built in as well as adjust and flex to future threats.
0: And I know that's something at CenturyLink that, that you're really focusing on. I actually I did a podcast a few weeks ago with, with Bryn Norton from you guys who was talking about threat intelligence. So, so I know that's something that, that you guys are really focused on. And and the, the final mega trend that, that we were going to talk about also relates to that in terms of the absolute boom in, in data and big data. And I think one of the statistics that I found most shocking that someone told me was that of the world's data has been created in the last two years, all the data in existence has been created in the last two years, which I I found slightly mind boggling. And And the rise of the internet of things and all these connected devices is only going to accelerate that growth.
1: Absolutely, it's only going to accelerate, and you know, oftentimes can be overwhelming if you do not have a great, you know, end-to-end architecture around how you manage data, how you manage, you know, all of the, the the bits and bytes that going, you know, that are going across your overall organization from core to edge, right? So, it's making sure that you have a really good handle on where that data sits, how that data you know, lives, if you will, within your organization. And also, just as importantly, how analytics gets applied on top of that, because really data is just data, right? It it really doesn't do much unless you actually leverage it with analytics, unless you leverage it with maybe some artificial intelligence. Um, The progression from using data for efficiency sakes is really moving, if you will, from just pure efficiency, right, understanding, you know, where things sit within your organization and all of that, to predictive, right? So the ability to take that data and apply it and the ability to take that data and to give insights um, is absolutely crucial. And so the more, you know, the, the data proliferation happens, driven by IoT or by just general, you know, firms generating a lot of data in everything that they do, the more it's important to make sure that you've got a clear analytics um, strategy around it. You've got, you know, the ability to leverage, like I said, some of the emerging technologies and how to deal with that data, um, and turn that into a a positive overall, right, to be able to predict, um, if you will, behaviors, to be able to predict performance, um, and to get insights into where, you know, you have uh, additional opportunities that you may not be tapping into as a business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Visualisation of, of, of the data and understanding what data is relevant and what isn't is is critical to that. So we've outlined sort of, we've outlined the mega trends that, that we think are potentially affecting businesses. Migration to cloud, digital transformation, changing workforce and the rise of millennials, cybersecurity, security and, and big data and the, the Internet of Things. And and you've already provided some examples as we were running through those. But how are these affecting strategy with it within the enterprise business i mean first of all i don't obviously speak to any customers like you will from my perspective i don't have to deal with it i'm already quite daunted by this so it must be a potentially daunting prospect to have these large mega trends affecting your potential strategy and how your business has to react
1: absolutely it can be overwhelming at times right we talk with a lot of customers and fundamentally um not only are the trends impacting them but it's also just the uh, proliferation of choice, right? to be able to manage and deal with these trends or to adopt the trends, right? So there's a lot of options out there as far as from a cloudification perspective. What do you want to leverage to be able to solve a business problem? Lots of options um, and lots lots of choice. But the key thing, though, is to understand kind of where you're at, right, in today's world. And so typically when we talk to customers, we talk first not about the technology or the solutions. We talk to customers and ask them, what's your business? outcome that you are after? What's the business problem that you're trying to solve? What's the strategy that you're looking at? And then you start to kind of tease out from those some common themes. So then from there, you go to the, okay, you know, if there is a particular business problem that you're after, you can start to to basically iron out and zone in or zero in, if you will, focus on the right set of solutions. Oftentimes what we're seeing, some of the key kind of trends, if you will, from a customer perspective is they've got an existing environment that they have to be able to basically leverage as much as they possibly can. But they also understand that they have to transform. And so the bridge, right, between the here and now to the future is really where they struggle oftentimes. And that's where, you know, Utilizing what we know of the trends, understanding the business problem at hand, and really helping with um, focusing in on the combination of options to be able to address that helps to cut through that you know proliferation of options and the overwhelming um, you know feelings, if you will, that uh, that customers may have on trying to figure out how to navigate these trends. My
0: follow-up question was going to be: How does the effect on strategy of these mega trends? How does that affect providers of solutions in those areas? and specialists like you at CenturyLink. And you've already explained to an extent there, but customers effectively rely on your expertise in the industry a, a lot more with, with the developing megatrends.
1: Yep. So, you know, for us, it's really a little bit of a shift for us, right? So um, I've been in product management for some time, and it used to be that product management, if you will, will think about things in almost like silos, right? Here's a product X, here's a product Y. But the shift now that we as service providers have to do in order to be able to help our customer base through this transformation is really around how we think about the ecosystem as a whole. So I don't think about just network. I don't think about just data center or cloud. I don't think just about, you know, UC services. I have to be able to think about those things in harmony. And the reason why that's important to be able to do that from a service provider perspective is, again, kind of a lot of options out there but what customers are asking for is solutions, right? How do you get me from here to there? And you don't do that with piece parts. You have to think about it as a whole from a solution perspective, and you have to think about it as an ecosystem in harmony, not only from a product and services perspective, but how you deliver that. How do you ensure that you're supporting it for your customers, right? How do you make sure that there's um, ample amount of agility and flexibility in how those services work together, because every customer will have slightly different nuances to their business problem, although at the high level it might be the same kind of business problem around productivity or the ability to digitally, you know, interact with their customer base. The solution set has to be really tailored to that customer And so we, you know, from a service provider perspective, I think that's a major shift. Is that we think about things not in pure products, but we think about things as a huge, you know, kind of a holistic ecosystem, and how they they have to be able to work in harmony. Do you think in
0: the long run? Because the way I saw it traditionally, I used to work in an ICT sales environment, was that you potentially an enterprise bought one system from from one provider, another system from another provider. And effectively, they were all slightly siloed. And what you're saying is that to, to to truly leverage the benefit and to be able to have that agility to react to the changing mega trends, it is much better to have a, a holistic approach where, where all of the different solutions are intertwined. And we're definitely moving that way. So from a service provider perspective from CenturyLink, does that mean you want to be providing the the whole puzzle effectively? And are we going to have to see different providers Working together more than they ha- perhaps have historically to provide a more holistic approach for customers.
1: I think that's where it's going to head over time, right? That um, definitely what I what I like to call as uh, the ability to play nice <laughs> within this new ecosystem is going to be crucial over time. You know, um, the ability to have you know an environment where you're able to support hybrid deployments between old and new. The ability to have a product or service hook in to other third-party application or software services is going to be an expected norm, right? That's how these, uh, these the, the evolving workforce is going to expect things to work, um, partially because, you know, it's driven somewhat by their consumer lives on how things are working together, you know, not always seamlessly, but they, they tend to expect that to happen. Um, but also partially because it's driven, if you will, by the ability, right, for these services to kind of produce that solution. And so, having um, the capability to be able to, you know, uh, exist, if, if you will, in this ecosystem, having the capability to, um, to, to, to some extent, integrate or um, be able to, you know, leverage um, other components or software services out there to complete that that solution for that customer is can be crucial um, that hybrid mode if you will that customers have um, again it's back to how do you 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 help them through that journey because it's really not a single point in time it's multiple phases to get them to where they need to be and to be able to do that you really do have to be able to quote unquote play nice right within this new ecosystem and enable it um you know for that customer the differentiator will be how you do the service wrappers around that. How do you create that experience, right? The technology, that's a given. You have to be able to to have the hooks and and, and whatnot in place. But it's the how you deliver and how you create that um, experience for them Um, and to what extent you're going to be able to enable them to have flexibility to adjust that as they need for their business model is going to be key.
0: Well, I mean, I've realised I've—I've I've probably gone on a little longer than I should, but it's been absolutely fascinating. And thank you so much for for taking me through the, the mega trends and how you guys at CenturyLink are, uh, are helping customers adjust to those. So, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast.
1: Absolutely, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Massive thanks to Twee and to CenturyLink for coming onto the podcast to discuss technology mega trends. I don't think any of us can deny that those trends are going to radically affect all aspects of our lives in the future. If you want to know more about CenturyLink or any of the mega trends like big data, the internet of things or cloud, head to uctoday.com and have a search there where there's loads of related articles in each of the different categories. That's it for today's episode though. Thanks for listening.